Yeah. Live from the Saints headquarters in Tolleson, Arizona, spreading the gospel, equipping the Saints, standing for the word of truth, proclaiming God's grace. grace, grace now grace. on a podcast near you, welcome your host, Pastor Joshua, on the Saints Will Overcome Ministries. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're firing on all cylinders. We're fighting the enemy on his own territory. We got the throttle fully engaged. Ladies and gentlemen, we're saving souls by being used as an instrument of Jesus Christ. Welcome here to the Saints Will Overcome with Pastor Joshua Capia. It's been a while. Feel a little rusty. Been out doing some things, preaching around town, spreading the gospel, just trying to get my education, so on and so forth, trying to be an effective witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk today, and I want to have a real conversation about something that's really disturbed me lately. Um, I've been meaning to get to it. I'm finally here. I have the ability to do so. And I want to talk about Dave Ramsey. Um, I haven't heard a lot about him in the news and the media kind of you got to research it and see what you can get. And I had some people say, Pastor Josh, what's going on here? And to be honest, I'm one of the guys, probably the few, maybe the many I don't know. I've never really been a fan of Dave Ramsey, and I've always admitted it. Um, his show is just about money, and he always says cash is king, and cash is not king. Jesus Christ is the king. And I'm sorry to break the news to people, but the Bible is not a financial book on how to increase your portfolio and gain wealth. It's not about the prosperity gospel. All you have to do is read a little bit of historical context and see how poor Jesus was, how poor the Jews were, what the economic situation was at hand, and that is not the purpose of the gospel. It is to be rich in faith, spiritually rich to be rich as an adopted son or daughter in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And even though I can't say Christ wants us to be poor financially, because I do believe God gives us an opportunity where we're at and we have the availability to make some money. But when I hear the gospel being used as a pretext for getting rich, there's nothing more abominable to me. And it's a lie and it's wrong and a lot of so-called pastors are fleecing the flock, and it's the great apostasy. What can I say? So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to play a video clip of Dave Ramsey so you can hear it from yourself, and then I'll have some commentary afterwards, and then we'll listen to what Christ himself has to say about that. How about that, ladies and gentlemen, that we go to the master, the king of the universe, not cash is king, but Jesus Christ is king, and hear what he has to say. And before I play this clip, we're all sinners. We all fall short. We're all saved by the grace of God. But when I saw what Ramsey had to say, God gave him an opportunity to expound on Christianity. And he didn't. He took the other route. It was severely disappointing to me how he followed the world. And... It was just terrible. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into this clip. So, are you ready? single-family homes, uh, among many other properties that we own, and if I raise my rent to be market rate, um, that does not make me a bad Christian. Uh, I did not displace the person out of that house if they can no longer afford it. The marketplace did. The economy did. Uh, The ratio of the income that they earned to their housing expense displaced them. I didn't cause any of that. And so you are not displacing them. You're taking too much credit for what's going on. Uh, If they need to move to a cheaper house because they can't afford, they're going to move to a lesser house. Because if they move, they're going to pay market rent. So let me get this straight, Dave. People are human capital. It is not like people were squatting, sitting on your properties, thinking to myself, Um, How am I going to get over on Dave Ramsey and not pay my rent? Dave, you have over $200 million, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not angry at that. Uh, I don't have a bone to pick about that. But when you have Christians and non-Christians that are going to be evicted based off market rent, because that's what they've become to you, they become market rent, and you have the ability to have the spotlight on you and show the world that you could have done something different in the name of Christ, but instead you take the route of money and you want your money, Dave. Um, The sad part is when I look at this world and what Western Christianity has produced, it's just all about money a lot of the times, the health and wealth gospels, the lie, uh, Satan, the way he works. And we want to be so politically correct and not hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to tell the truth anymore in this country. And Dave, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Using the Bible to get rich and then propagating a notion that people are equivalent to market-based rent. So I was asked, uh, Pastor Joshua, what would you have done in that situation? Um, I said, first of all, if I had my financial advisor come and tell me to raise rent when I had a when I had a $200 million net worth. Um, I would have told them, don't do that again, or so I'm going to fire you. You're not going to have a job anymore. Um, I'm blessed beyond all belief in my life right now. What I would have done is probably said, keep it the same or cut the rent um, because the economic turmoil at hand. And when I hear that excuse and that kind of gyration, And that kind of political maneuvering, that it's not my fault, ladies and gentlemen, it's the market's fault that I displaced them and I evicted them. What kind of grace is that? And I've been reading uh, articles online and people are saying, well, it's not Dave's fault. It's the market. He didn't do nothing wrong. And I see all these people coming to his aid and rescue and making every excuse in the book. I mean, Dave, what would you have do if uh, Jesus Christ was living in one of them houses and couldn't afford the rent? The apostles. 
Of course, that's kind of a foolish question to ask, but secondarily, you ever thought about how many Christians you evicted? You could have still made your money, still made your millions, but instead you chose to look at human beings as market-based capital. That is super sad. Um, I've read articles that have stated, well, what would it have done to the real estate market if Dave would have acted in that way and cut everybody a break? And this is my answer. Who cares? Christians are supposed to be different. We don't play by the rules of the world. We don't have to play by the rules of the world. And I want to read some of the comments all over the net that people said about Dave. Not me, but I'm reading some comments. Dave Ramsey is delusional. When Jesus said it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, I think he was referring to Dave Ramsey specifically. This isn't an attack, but this is what the lack of commitment to Christ has brought. And this was by Rick in Maryland. And it's just pretty sad. Um, it's just pretty sad that this is the response he's getting because everybody will wait to attack a Christian if they can. Oh, I didn't displace anyone. The economy did. This guy is probably thinks uh, that he's better than everybody else. Um, that's another comment. And it goes on and on and on. Um, and look what one person uh, put. His name is Terry. Sounds tough on the individual level, but this is how free market works. The religious aspect of what he says just unnecessarily frames it as the individual moral issue. And it is sad that, sorry, Christ isn't the free market. People in the West, listen to me. People here in this country of America, stop. Stop trying to make the Bible fit Western culture and Western philosophy. That's not what it's supposed to do. There's no such thing as the health and wealth gospel. God doesn't want us to pray and get rich and get a Bentley and get a car and get a house and give us a big old fat bank account. That is not what the Bible is saying. It's ridiculous. It's wrong. And it's evil to teach that from the gospel. The rich man in the kingdom of God. This is where we're going to go right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Matthew 19, verse 16. It's going to be a short show today. We just wanted to get this out because I really needed to get this out lately. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there was only one who was good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these things I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. There is a historical context to that. Jesus is telling him, 
the Savior is at hand. The moment of truth, the apex, the paramount point in history led up to this. And I am here. Sell everything. Secondarily, Jesus knew the man's heart and he knew he was being a bull-faced liar. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Dave, what if Christ came to you and told you to give up everything? Are you going to say that the market's not dictating that? Hey, Dave, these poor people, cut them a break. Ah, you know what, Christ? It's not what the free market says. Can't do that. Matter of fact, i got to raise the rent 43%. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will they be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel and everyone who has left their houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wives or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and they will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. This has a historical context. The gospel is being promoted. The Anthropos, the God-man, is walking the earth. He's going to go to the cross and be crucified. He has his chosen people in his camp to spread his message. And it is different than the 21st century in that sense. But Dave, God didn't ask you to give up everything. God didn't ask you to just let people live in your properties for free. And I don't doubt Dave gives to charity. I mean, I don't doubt that a bit. But when you are put on the spotlight and you use the Bible to resolve debt in your words and to promote financial stability and even for people to get rich. And when you are put on the world stage and call people market adjustments, that capital is more important than a human being. I don't care who you are, how many books you wrote, what church you pastor, how many degrees anybody has, you ain't convincing me that that's right. It's sad, it's pathetic, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And I wanted to get that out, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. Have a great day. Until we meet again on The Saints Will Overcome with Pastor Joshua. God bless you all and have a great night. And he is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath. The weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden 
I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me Oh, how he loves us Oh, oh, how he loves us he loves us all And he is jealous for me Loves like a hurricane I am a tree Bending me the weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me Oh, 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 oh,